Well, welcome back from Thanksgiving break. We're wrapping up the school year, the church year. There will be a final exam. If memory serves, the final exam isn't based on how well you are able to regurgitate the facts, but on how well you live out those facts. It's a pass-fail course, you remember. Will you build your house on the rock or on the sand? Pass-fail. Will you bear fruit for the kingdom or will you be cut down for taking up space in the vineyard? Pass-fail. Are you wheat for the harvest or are you weed for the fire? Pass-fail. The final exam. Matthew 25, 31 through 46. Hear the word of God. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And all the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand and the goats at the left. And then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come. You that are blessed by my Father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. And then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord... When was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And then he will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteousness into eternal life. The word of the Lord. There's a line between pass and fail. There's a line between sheep and goat. The line fits well into our world where we are on one side and we view the other side with contempt. We view the other side as worthless. We see this in how a highly educated Ivy League campus was closed down earlier this year because of the threat of violence between two sides, both sides seeing the other side with contempt, worthless. You can do violence when you see the other side as worthless. If violence is the answer, well then, you failed the final exam. 
we know. For we have seen the future. Jesus tells a parable that pulls the future right in front of us. And we are able to see the answers to the final exam. It seems that everyone, everyone, all the nations will be gathered before the Lord. It seems the Lord had missed the memo on the separation of church and state, but all the nations are there. Then the Lord will divide the people into two parts, so that there are people on his right and that there are people on his left. And those on the right passed the exam. When was the final given? No one on either side of the divide seems to remember the exam, taking the final exam. When was the exam? Answer, the exam was your whole life. What you had to know in order to pass, you didn't have to attend worship every Sunday. That was on the final. It wasn't how well you could recite church doctrine. It didn't show up on the final. It wasn't righteousness, the righteousness of your theological understanding. That didn't show up. There were only two words that were needed to pass the final exam. Be kind. Those who got a passing grade had a God-sized vision that the world does not come with a dividing line between those who have and those who thirst to have. They just didn't see the line. Somehow they managed to escape a me-first world. They ripped themselves free from the choking grasp of their own personal algorithms that have them addicted to their phone. And somehow they could see people. It was as if they were tuned into every tear and every fear, every sigh and cry. If there was hunger, they saw it. Thirst, they knew it. A stranger, the knee-jerk reaction was, welcome. A shiver only had a moment before it was bathed in warmth. They could penetrate thick prison walls and see that there was a heart, a heart that had good soil, for the gospel. They didn't have any memory of caring for the Lord, but as they did it unto the least of these, they did it unto the Lord of lords. They remembered the two words, be kind. And memory serves. You remember the words, you live the words. Now those who failed the final cried out, Oh, if we had only known, Lord, but they didn't know. They fell for the line that divides those that have and those who don't have. 
They kept their hands in their pockets. They had their dinner with their friends. They had billions to give to candidates and nothing to give for people who starved. They took their trips. They calculated their retirement. They enjoyed a room with a view and couldn't see for a moment that their lives were a final exam. Now the good news is that the good news is that now the good news the good news is that we know that there's a final exam that we know unlike the sheep and the goats we know that the answer for the test well, we know the two words. The two words are Oh, <laughs> yeah. You remembered. Now, knowing the answer is a far cry from living the answer. Anyone who has ever spent any time on the line with their insurance company knows that being kind doesn't always bubble up to the surface when you're dealing with morons. I'm sorry. You see, what happened was I called up the insurance company because of some little injustice that would take me far too long to explain, but suffice it to say, I'm right. And uh, so I called up my insurance company, and I pressed 2 for English and pressed 6 to speak to a representative and then entered the last four digits of my Social Security, followed by a touchstone of my birth date, only to be welcomed by an account representative who asked me for my birth date in my last four digits of my Social Security for some reason. And I explained my situation, and the response I received was clearly from an old goat. Someone who could not see my need. Now, this is where th years of theological education kick in for me. I realized that after 10 minutes, I was not going to turn a goat into a sheep. So I hung up the phone. I picked up the phone. I pressed two for English, six to speak to a representative, added the four digits of my social security number, and touched tone in my birth date, only to find the account representative to ask me what my birth date was in the last four digits of my social security number. But this time, this time, on the phone, I had gotten a sheep. <laughs> Here was someone who clearly could understand my pain. So please take note. Don't waste your time with goats. Hang up. They make sheep. Keep dialing until you get a sheep. She was a sheep. She was so kind and so patient. She could tell I was thirsty and broken and hurt, and she took time to give me an answer. It was the same answer that the old goat gave me, but she told it in such a way that I understood fully the idiot that I was. She made me think I was a genius, though. She said, now get this, she said this to me, you just overthought it. Those are code words for, I'm a genius. 
I said, so the next time all I need to do this and this and this and I'll be fine. She said, you got it. You got it. You just overthought it. Do you know how much work that was for her? To reach through the phone line and be kind to this old goat? I wonder if she got off the phone and took the rest of the day off. Or if her phone rang the minute she hung up and she saw it as another opportunity to be kind. It's got to be exhausting. Unless living out kindness somehow gives pleasure. Unless healing someone, someone somehow heals the muscle strain it takes to reach out. Unless crossing that line that separates me from you, we find not a stranger in a strange land, not the fear of that, but something oddly familiar. There's something oddly familiar in this heartbeat of yours, in this fear of yours, in this brokenness of yours. Oh, you remind me of me. And that, my friends, is the beginning of grace. Oh, I know. This parable ends this final exam. I do believe. In every sheep crossing the line for every goat. This parable ends in the final exam. I do believe in the cross that nothing, nothing, not even our own goatfulness, can separate us from the grace. Oh, You remind me of me. Oh, when did we see you? As you did it unto the least of these. Ah, yes. Memory serves. Be kind. <laughs>